Lord, we just give the battle to you. Lord, we praise you tonight. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. good to see everybody here tonight. How many enjoyed that service this morning? Oh, you're out for number two here. Y'all can be seated. Before I get started, I need Randy West. Come here, Randy. Help me just a second. Take one of these and this in here. Uh, give one to Jerry Turner and one to Brian Matthews. Um, you may think I'm the Apostle Paul and I'm handed out anointed handkerchiefs. Bible says let the the Bible says let the dead bury the dead and comfort those that mourn. The Ravens has lost and Kansas City has won. Woo! We got victory in the house. We're in the show me state, ain't we? I said, are we in the show me state? How many wants God to show you his glory tonight? Come on, I can't hear you, church. How many wants God to show his glory tonight? How, are you really here to expect something? We're not here just to have another service. We're here to see the glory of God that we, we heard about this morning. Why don't we just make welcome our speaker right back to the platform, Brother Brian Matthews. Would you give him a Missouri welcome? Praise God. You may be seated. It makes me so happy that your pastor is happy that Taylor Swift has gone to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Amen. Don't mess with me, brother, and then give me the pulpit. <laughs> Praise God. Well, it's a joy to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. His goodness and his mercy has shown his kindness toward us, and we're so grateful and thankful for that. And it is a high honor of mine to be here again on tonight to share the word of the Lord. And take it to, never take it for granted for the privilege and the opportunity to share the word of God. I want to go back to 1 Kings chapter 19 that we went to this morning, reading those verses 13 through 16. And then I want to add to that 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 5, and verse 13. And so it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? It's obvious by God's response to Elijah, that he was not in the place that he told him to be. God has a place for us, and Elijah was not in that place. God is not asking for his information. He knows why he's there. He's asking to stir our minds to say, what are you doing here? Amen. And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant and torn down your altars and killed your prophets with a sword and I alone am left and they seek to my life. 
In verse 15, and then the Lord said to him, go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. And you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And Elijah, the son of Saphath, uh, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. And then I want to go to 1 Kings chapter 1 and verse 5. Then Adoniah, the son of Hagath, exalted himself, saying, I will be king. And he prepared for himself chariots and horsemen and 50 men to run before him. And then verse 13 and go immediately to the king David and say to him, Did not my lord, O king, swear that your maidservant said, Assuredly, your son Solomon shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne. Why then does Adoniah reign? Why then does Adoniah reign? Father, I thank you for this privilege and opportunity tonight. I pray that you would touch our hearts and our minds tonight, that we may be able to speak, that we may be able to articulate the things that you have placed in our heart for this season and for this moment. And for that, we will give you praise and thanks for this in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. It looks like that Elijah has a legitimate excuse. He has done a lot of good. He, but God is wanting to take him to another level. He is wanting him to see him in a new facet. But there was one thing standing in his way, and that was the fear. There was one enemy that had, he had to conquer and to be able to see and to be free to experience the glory of God in another season or another level of his life. And I've just come to tell somebody tonight that there, you have done a lot of good and there's been a lot of things that you've done right, but there's one thing that you must conquer before that you will see the glory of the Lord. There is The enemy has made you believe that you, you didn't have the power to conquer it. He's made you to believe that you had to learn how to live with it or to just be able to, to go on on life without ever seeing the victory. But I've come tonight to tell you that you do have the power to overcome it and you do have the right and the authority to exercise that in the name of Jesus. Notice that God did not anoint Elisha. God told Elijah to anoint him. God told Elijah that you give your anointing to Elisha so that he can do what I told you to do and he's going to do it in your place. Elijah uses Elijah's anointing to destroy what Elijah ran from. And we don't need a new anointing. We need a fresh anointing from ancient oil. The oil can uh, still grow stale. Fresh, oh, our freshness can grow stale. We can come to a place where uh, we heavenly things no longer excite us. Especially it is very dangerous to come to a place such as this where that you have a prophetic voice, where that you have such an anointed, not only lead pastor, but staff to be able to articulate and to share the word of the Lord under the anointing 
anointing, it is very dangerous to come to a place such as this to where you become settled and become stagnant and become satisfied and not be moved by the anointing that is in the house. But you see, I'm telling you that because I'm saying that if we're not careful, we can become mechanical in our worship. We can become to a place where the church no longer excites us, even though the God of the house is in the house and the presence of the Lord is prevalent. And sometimes we get callous to the fact that God is in the house, where that even though he is in the house, we say, well, we've felt that before. We've experienced that before. We, we know what that is, but that we ought to, at the hint of his presence, there ought to be a praise upon our lips. At the hint of his presence, we ought to celebrate and honor him as the young man said to this morning and admonished us that we would give God, uh, God the greatest praise that has ever come from our hands or from our lips or from our life because he is worthy of our praise. Can you say amen? As a, the result, we become ineffective and we lose our effectiveness to impact the culture because we become, we normalize the things that are not normal. And here the, the, there's a fresh flow of the Holy Spirit. Here there is this freshness of the fire of God. And if we do not allow that to continue in our life and we become to a place of a backslidden state, even setting in the house of God, where there is not a fresh fire, where there is not a fresh oil that is being poured upon our life. And as a result of that, we, the church, are going for, uh, going for nothing. We go and we don't, we lose our freshness, we lose our fire, and whenever we do, we are of no value to the world and the community in which we are in. We lose that freshness and we don't, we don't keep our personal relationship with God because I'm telling you, today as good as the word of the Lord is coming from this pulpit we still have to have a personal place of prayer we still have to have personal worship we still got to have personal word where that daily we are in the word of God because you see when we begin to rely upon yesterday's manna instead of today's bread we're going to grow stale ourselves and we're not going to see the goodness of God operating in our life Ancient is not antiquated and it is not outdated. You see, the Bible says, and what am I saying? I'm saying we need ancient oil, not antiquated oil not outdated oil but we need ancient oil we don't need something new but we need that ancient oil we need it to redig the wells that have been effective in our lives and in our ancestors and those of days gone by that that oil is still good amen it has not been antiquated it has not been outdated it is still there's a freshness and whenever we begin to seek the face of God then that fresh anointing from an ancient oil can be poured upon us I I read it the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken your mortal bodies you see he is not looking for something new he's not looking for something different and if we're not careful in this modern day church we want to get something new we want to get something flashy we want
want to get something or say something that nobody else has ever said but I want to tell you today that this ancient oil is still good for the hour in which we live we don't need something new we need to redig the well of this ancient oil and allow a wellspring to be poured upon our life to transform us for the hour in which we live you believe it give him some praise here this evening this ancient oil has a formula I won't go into it all tonight but in Exodus chapter 30 it tells us that there's five different fragrances that make up this anointing oil it takes fine spices it takes myrrh it takes cinnamon it takes calamus it takes cassia and if you'll study those out none of those five spices are found in the same place there they had to be sought out they were in different areas and they had to go and get them from different places it speaks to us about unity where that we but we many times we want to look for people that look like us act like us think like us but there's something about the ancient oil whenever there, there's a little bit here there's another that comes from here and it is not something that just happens but it is something that's created and that's what we do every time we come to the house of the Lord I promise you that when we come to the the house of the Lord that with the anointing of the Lord sometimes we say wow wasn't that a wonderful service wasn't that the anointing was so powerful it did not just happen we didn't win some kind of Holy Ghost lottery that God said whoops a palace of praise it's your turn tonight no it is because we created the anointing you brought your praise you brought your worship you brought your hallelujah and it came from different places somebody brought theirs out of joy another brought theirs out of sorrow somebody else brought theirs out of difficulty but we brought it all together and we brought it into the house of the Lord and we created an atmosphere that was conducive for the glory of the Lord to settle upon our praise and whenever we did we created an anointing and atmosphere where signs and wonders and miracles could take place I want to tell you today that it isn't up to the devil and it's not up to to God what kind of service we have when we show up here it's up to you and I we can have church anytime we want to we can praise God we can glorify him we can create such an atmosphere that miracles take place you don't have to have a silver tongue preacher you don't have to have a guest speaker you don't have to have holy potentate all you need to do is bring your sweet calamus all you need to do is bring your fine spurt the spices or your myrrh whatever it is whatever season you're in and bring it wholeheartedly to this place and offer it unto God and you create an atmosphere where anything becomes possible today it might be said that ancient oil takes fasting takes prayer takes the word <laughs> takes worship takes fellowship there's there is you got to create this anointing oil and this anointing it what is the anointing the anointing is a sign of being set apart the anointing is a symbol of empowerment for a purpose he has anointed you to do something 
I tell my church all the time, you don't, you don't charge a battery that doesn't work. You don't put gas in a car that doesn't run. And God don't anoint people that sit on their hiney. He anoints you. He anoints you for a purpose. He anoints you because you have a destiny. He anoints you because you're doing something. When did the anointing come upon David? The spirit of the Lord came upon him when he grabbed hold of the lion. The spirit of the Lord came upon him when he took the bear out. The spirit of the Lord came upon him when he took the sling in his hand. When's the anointing going to come upon your life? It's going to when you say, I'm going to do what God has called me to do amen there are some things that we can do without the anointing but there's a whole lot of things that we'll never do without the anointing of the Holy Spirit amen we are anointed with fresh oil amen and whenever we're anointed with fresh oil the natural becomes supernatural the ordinary becomes extraordinary when the anointing came upon Moses it took a slow speech and gave him the tongue of the learned it takes the dividing divisive Jacob and causes him to become the prince of a nation it takes a shepherd boy and turns him into a giant slayer it takes a fisherman and makes him fisher of men it takes a tax collector and turns him into a gospel giver it takes the church fighter Saul and turns him into a church builder Paul amen I'm telling you it's not by might and it's not by power but it's by the spirit of of the living God amen when you're anointed the anointing will flow and when the anointing is flowing it'll cause water to come out of a rock it'll cause a stone to be slay a giant it'll cause a jawbone of a donkey to slay a thousand men it'll cause five loaves and two fishes to feed a multitude and many are left over it'll cause a middle's white to bite to be turned into a mountain of blessing it'll take a tree of death and turn it into a tree of of life that's what the anointing will do for you in your life amen God has anointed you to conquer every enemy that you will ever face in your life amen he has prepared a place for you in Jesus Christ that where whenever you walk into that place you abide in that place that you will advance in the kingdom of God but if you don't stand in that place and use that anointing that God has given you then he will take it and allow someone else to use that gift and that anointing it is with this understanding that God has a place for each of us that he has given us the anointing that is greater than all of the power of the, our enemy. But if we don't stand in that place, you see, God's not going to come looking for you. I said, God's not going to come looking for you. He's got a place for you to be. And if you're in that place, then you receive the anointing that he has for your life amen and you begin to use that anointing that God has given you and you see when you understand it brings us to this text in first Kings chapter 1 and we read this chapter that David is at the end of his reign and he is at the end when he's at the end of his reign there is a struggle for the emergence of a next generation the leaders of tomorrow are in our kids' church on Sunday morning. They are already in our midst. 
Samuel is already in Eli's house. Elijah is already plowing in the field. Isaac and Ishmael are in the house at the same time. David said, one generation shall praise thy works to the next. There is an unbroken flow of the anointing of God, but the problem is that when one thing comes to an end and it's time for the new thing to arise or to emerge, just before the old thing dies and the new thing emerges, there is a gap in the, in the between in the spirit and the window of opportunity. There is a struggle over the authority. David, his old, in his old season, is laying in his deathbed and David is pronounced that Solomon is to be the next king. But before David can pass and Solomon can take his place, Adonijah seizes the moment. Just before that transitional move of God, there is someone or something that will try to seize the power. If we believe that there has been past moves of God, then we must also believe that before the passing of that, that last move of the Spirit, that last wave of the Spirit, I call it the ebbs and flows of God. It is like the waves of the sea that they go in, that when they come in, they go in further than they ever went but when they go out they don't go out as far as they've ever been they remain even greater than they were before but in the ebbs and the flows in the season that one is going out and another is coming in we've got to believe that if there is a passing of one season there is a another season of refreshing there is another season of the move of God there is another facet of God that we have not seen yet. Amen. You see, whenever you need legal advice, a lawyer does not tell you everything they know. They only tell you what is pertinent to your situation. And I'm here tonight to tell you that you haven't seen all there is to see about God. You may have seen him as Savior. You may have seen him as Holy Ghost Baptizer. You may have seen him as Healer and Deliverer. But there are facets of him that you have yet to see. What are you saying? I'm telling you there's another wave of his glory that's about to hit the shores of this nation. There's a wave of glory that's about to hit the church of the living God and we're going to see something we have never seen before. He said eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither is it entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for us. Why do you think the elders and the angels are sitting around his throne. The 12 and 24 elders crying holy, holy, holy. They don't have a stuttering problem. Whenever they look at him, they see something in him they have yet to see before. And they cry, he is holy. They look again and say, he is holy. They look again and see something new and say, he is holy. Now I'm telling you that God is going to reveal his glory and his power to this last 
last day church praise God like never before and we're going to see him in a facet that's going to blow our mind he's going to let this world know that he is God there is no other God he is El Yel Yon the most high God he is high and lifted up his train is filling the temple his glory is real his power is true and it will call upon him he will reveal it to you and I amen I come to tell you tonight there's another wave coming something that is beyond us as the old wave is going out there's a new wave that is coming in but in the gap under there is an undercurrent that will try to pull you back I don't have to remind you that we're living in a time when we're seeing governments fail when we're seeing new diseases that are emerging. I can't speak for around here, but I know at the house, people go into the hospital and they say, we don't know what's wrong with you. We don't know how to treat this. We don't, we've never seen anything like this before. And at the same time, there's new old diseases that are reemerging governments that are rising and governments are failing in the past few years the kingdom of God has been in the gap we have been in a place where that it seems as though that the glory of God has one phase has gone out and we're waiting on another phase and I believe we've been in a season of the gap and there has been an illegitimate power that has come to set up on the throne and say I am God I'm the one that's in authority here I have power here I have authority here I'm the one that's going to say who is in power and in authority but I want to tell you tonight that it's not by might nor by power but it's by the spirit of the living God and we must understand that there is another wave that is coming amen and we're right on the edge of a transitional shift and the anointing of God where the God of his is getting ready to raise up a new level a new church of people that are not ashamed of the gospel that's not going a patty cake that's not going to pretend that's not going to be satisfied with mediocrity and going through the mundane but really sense and need his glory his power his presence in their life and say we will not be satisfied we'll not come to church and just go through the rigors of religion we will have a manifest presence of God that sinners are saved people are delivered sickness is healed bondage is removed why because God has brought us into a fresh place of his anointing for such a time as this we're standing in the gap where the enemy would like to step in and seize power and someone has to stand up and say that the devil's no cannot compare to God's yes if God said it it shall be amen if God said it, it shall be. There's some people here tonight that I believe by the spirit of God that God wants you to stand in a new place of authority. He is raising up some people 
And I've never considered myself a prophet, but I, even though I prophesy. But pastor, this morning, as I went back to my seat, I heard the spirit of the Lord say this. He said that there are some vacancies and it seemed like to me it was some people that had passed and people that had gone. But he said in this season that he's going to raise up some people that nobody even expected out of this house. His anointing is raising them up and is going to bring them to the forefront and those gaps and those places that have been vacant, he's got already got them in the house. He's all the anointing is already on them and they're fearful, they're worried, but I'm telling you God's going to raise them up in this season and place them right where they need to be. And some of you are here tonight, but I'm telling you don't you fear, don't you worry because the spirit of the Lord is upon you and he's going to raise you up for such a time as this. All you can see many times whenever you're in a time of the gap is roadblocks and red lights and stop signs. This is where some people are spiritually. It's the reason that the last season or perhaps the season you're now in, you had to push, you had to struggle. It seemed like you would take one step forward and be pushed two steps back. But the reason is because you're in the gap. You're in a place where you have to fight for what God has said he's going to do in your life. And it seems as though there has been more disappointments than there has been victories. You know, God said you're the head, but you feel like the tail. But God called you blessed, but you're wondering if you're blessed or not. But I just come to tell you tonight that God is raising you up and he, because it is him that raises up one and puts down another. And if God said higher you go then bless God higher you go in this story today we see David who is a typology and represents Jesus in scripture he now has determined that Solomon will be king but in the transition in the gap Adoniah exalts himself you see you don't have to be self-promoted Amen. When you read this, it reminds me of what Satan said when he said, I'll exalt myself above the throne of God. Adoniah had this problem that he thought that if he could appear that he was king, if he could get some people to agree with him that he was king, if he could get 50 prominent men to go out and proclaim that he was king, then he would be king. The question comes if he says, if, did, did you not say that Solomon would be king? Then if you said Solomon would be king, why does Adonai reign? But if you read the story, Adonai only reigns for one day. That you see between the gap of what was your previous revelation of who Jesus is and what you, your previous understanding, before you can go to the new level in God, you have to get a new revelation of who God is. Because your new understanding, your old understanding, it looks like that your enemy is reigning. But when you get a new revelation of who Jesus is and you 
you understand who he is in that new revelation, your new revelation will let you know that Adonai is an illegitimate king, that he is not there to stay, he is there to go, amen. And when, this, when you say, well, when does the day end? He said he was there for just the day. When does a day end? A day does not end at 12 o'clock midnight. A day does in the spirit. A day does not end and when the day breaks on the horizon. But a day, a new day arises when an old, because the old revelation and the old understanding looks like that Adonai is going to reign. But a new day in the spirit is when you get a new revelation of who Jesus is. Amen. And when you get that new revelation and you understand him in a new way, God becomes more real to you and what has been darkened your path and darkened your life can no longer keep you in darkness because now you have a new revelation. You say, what are you talking about? Well, whenever you were sick, you when you didn't know that he was healer, then you just stayed in that place of sickness. But when you got a revelation that I am the Lord God that heals you, praise God, you begin to walk in that and it broke the yoke of bondage off of your life. Whenever you understand that today, my friend, I'm telling you today that the power of God will propel you into his new season and a new place for your life. This is what happens, is happening right now to many people. The enemy knows that God has prepared a place for us in the next level. And then we begin to move toward it in, in the shift and the transfer to that place. But in the gap, Ananias steps in. And it looks like and it sounds like and it feels like that he's going to reign forever. It's never going to change. In fact, it looks like it's going to get worse. And Adoniah thought that if he made it look like that he was king, then Solomon would not challenge him. Did you just hear what I said? I said it, that he thought that if he made it look like that he was king, Solomon would not challenge him being king. But he miscalculated Solomon. <laughs> Amen. What do you say? Well, I tell you what Solomon did. He said, I'm going to go ask my father. Did you not say that I would be king, that Solomon would be king? And he said, yes, that's exactly what I said. That's what he needed. Solomon got a revelation and an understanding from his father that he wanted him to be king. I want to tell you tonight, that is every, all it took for Solomon to go to Adonai and say, Adonai, I hope you enjoyed sitting in my place while I was on my way. But I got a revelation. Daddy said that I'm to be king over this nation. And so therefore, you're going to have to leave this place today. I'm telling you tonight that by the spirit of the Lord, what you need is a fresh revelation from daddy God of who he is and what he desires for your life that'll give you anointed holy boldness to go and look at your 
devil in the face and say, looky here, I hope you was happy as keeping my seat warm, but now I'm here and I'm going to take authority. I'm going to take dominion. I'm going to take everything God has ordained for my life. Praise God. I thank God that Moses, I love Moses, and Moses was from West Virginia. I know Moses was from West Virginia because he was redneck. How do you know he was redneck? But the way he talked, whenever Pharaoh came to him on let's make a deal, he said, you can go so far, but you can't go any farther. Moses said, no deal. He said, well, you can go, but don't take your wives with you because if you take, don't have your wife, then you can't multiply and reproduce another generation. Moses said, no deal. He said, you can go and you can worship, but don't go very far. Moses said, no deal. He said, looky here, Pharaoh. He said, whenever we leave here, he said, we're taking mama. We're taking the children. We're taking the crazy cousins. We're taking auntie. And now I know why he was redneck he said and we're not leaving one hoof behind amen in other words I'm taking the donkeys too glory to God I'm telling you whenever you get a revelation from father God of what he has for you and where he wants you to be it'll give you a boldness it'll give you authority to look the devil in the face and say greater is he that is in me than everything you can throw against me and I'm going to get everything that father God has ordained for my life amen I'm telling you that he told Adoniah, it's time for you to get out of my place. And it's time for some of you here tonight to tell your enemy, it's time for you to get out of my place. Have you ever asked the question, if God said I would be healed, then why does sickness reign? If he said I was to be blessed, why does the curse reign? It's time. I said, it's time, it's high time. It's time for you, the redeemed of the Lord, to say so. It's time for you to get a new revelation of fresh oil, of understanding of who, not only who God is, but who he has created you to be and rise up and tell sickness, your day of rain is over. Tell the curse, your day of rain is over. Tell poverty, get out. Amen, tell bondage, you have me back for the last day I'm walking out of here today in the name of Jesus amen tell the spirit of fear you'll not reign over my life you'll not intimidate me another day I'm going to walk in the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit amen he said God father God said that I am healed then I'm healed he wants me blessed he wants me to prosper he wants me to be free he wants me to walk in power and in love and a sound nine I've come to release a fresh anointing a revelation upon you tonight and remind you that your father your God wants you to be blessed to walk in boldness to walk in authority and come into the place that he has ordained for your life don't be timid don't be backward don't be shy walk in the anointing and walk in the victory and walk in the deliverance and say greater is he that is in me than all of the world that is against me. It's time for the church to be the church. 
time for the church to claim your stuff. It's time for the church to take our place. I like the readings of David. He said, I shall not greatly be moved. But then you read on a little further and it gets a little bolder. And he says, I, 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 I not greatly be moved. He said, I shall not be moved. Amen. I just come to tell somebody tonight that the anointing that's upon your life is greater than you think it is. I'm almost done. So brother John, if you can come, it'll help me stop. <laughs> the anointing of good that is upon your life is greater than you think it is. The enemy wants you to think, well, I'm not anybody special, but I tried to articulate today that God is taking people that nobody else thinks is worthy, qualified, available, but God sees your heart. He sees your desire. He sees your passion and he pours into you something that's greater than, than all of the giftings and talents. He pours his anointing upon your life. But I want you to see this as I close tonight. Elijah was anointed to destroy the spirit of Jezebel. The spirit of Jezebel is not as powerful as religious people have created it to be. It was defeated. It still creeps its head up because we allow it to. But it was defeated. There was an anointing. Just as sure as there was anointing for Jezebel, that, that, that Jezebel rose up, there was an anointing to defeat it. But Elijah gets depressed and suicidal and says, I'm the only one left. Nobody else. And God says, all right. If you don't want to do it, I'll raise up somebody else that will. Watch this. The anointing that was upon this man, God took that anointing and anointed three other men in his place. He was depressed, he was suicidal, and he didn't think he had enough to destroy this spirit of Jezebel. But yet he had such a great anointing upon his life that God took the anointing that was upon him and put it on three other men and caused them to be capable and to function and to do what God had called them to do. Why do I say that? I say that tonight because sometimes we feel like that we're inadequate, we're insufficient, we don't have what it takes. But I'm telling you that you're greater than your enemy has made you to think you are because of the anointing of God that's upon your life. And he's going to give you the power to overcome everything that has illegitimately rose up in this season to try to stop you from getting to where God has ordained for you to be. The dreams and the visions that seem like will never come to pass, but just step into that place. And when you step into that place, his fresh anointing is going to come. And when that fresh anointing comes, it's going to cause you to be more than able to possess the land. And everything that you need, 
you'll find in that place. Everything that you need for victory, you'll find in that place. Stand with me tonight.